May I invite your attention now to that which is inerrant, infallible, inspired, the very mind of God as black words on a white page. It's found in Exodus chapter 12. We'll begin reading at verse 29. We continue our use of this chapter as um, kind of the, the, uh, the scriptural basis on which we ba- are, are deriving our preparation for the Lord's Supper. This is, as you know, uh, Exodus 12 is the night of the first Passover, uh, an event that Jesus used uh, and drew out of it this thing that we call communion or the Lord's Supper. You follow now as I read, uh, beginning at verse 29, it says this. At midnight, The Lord struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon and all the firstborn of the livestock. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt. For there was not a house where someone was not dead. Then he summoned Moses and Aaron by night and said, Up, go out from my among my people both you and the people of Israel, and go serve the Lord as you have said. Take your flocks and your herds as you have said, and be gone. And bless me also. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God, it endures forever. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do not enjoy or um, like the way that we celebrate the Lord's Supper here, by that I mean shortening the sermon and trying to focus on the sacrament, if, if that's not something that you like, you have one person to blame, and that would be me. But just to explain why I think it's so important, why I think the Lord's Supper is so important, I, I want to mention three quick reasons. First of all, it is so simple. That is, the message that comes out of these, these emblems is such a simple message. Have you, have you ever walked out of here on a Sunday morning and you're scratching your head and you're wondering, what did that wild-eyed, loud mouth mean? I didn't understand a word he said. Have you ever walked out of there? I bet you have. But it's hard to do that on this Sunday. It's hard to walk out of here and, and, and mistake the message that's contained in these two elements. Broken body, shed blood. That's, that's the one reason. The secondly, I, I think it's important because it's tactile. That is, you touch it. Um, it's almost like this thing can speak to you through your fingers. But at least it does this. It engages you. It involves you. Instead of simply being a spectator, you've got to do something. Even if it's nothing but pass these trays. You've got to to participate in a way that you are mindful that there's something sacred that's going on around you. Maybe you don't understand it. Maybe maybe you don't embrace it. But there's something that's going on around you that is is sacred. And then finally, this this sacrament is so centered. By that I mean this. You know, there's a statement by the Apostle Paul where he says to the Corinthian church, I determined to know nothing among you but Christ and him crucified. You know, I wonder if you walk out of here on some Sundays and you think, well, I, I didn't hear much about the Savior. I didn't hear much about Christ and Him crucified. And, I, and I'm to blame for that. But ladies and gentlemen, on this one Sunday per month, the focus is Christ and Him crucified. Via the, the message that comes from this, this sacrament. Now, 
That all said, let me, let me just make some comments about Exodus 12 and we'll head to the table. No blood, ladies and gentlemen. There was, there was no blood on the doorpost of these homes in, in, in Egypt. And, and because there was no blood, the result of that is that a nation, an entire nation, is robbed of its firstborn children and its firstborn in the livestock, firstborn animals. What a night. Did you notice that it opens with about midnight? It's almost spooky. What a night. A night where the darkness is pierced with the, with the shrill cries of mothers in whose homes lay a dead child and in whose barns lay a dead animal. And, 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 and do you know why? Do you know why they were crying? Well, because there was no blood. And do you know why there was no blood? Unbelief. Unbelief, ladies and gentlemen. Pharaoh and his citizens of Egypt did not believe that killing an unblemished lamb and painting blood over the doorposts really was necessary. In fact, they considered it... I mean, I mean they, they, they saw it as irrational. This is what they call now... They call it butcher shop theology. The idea that the innocent is going to die in the place of the guilty, that's all nonsense. No sophisticated, no, no thinking Egyptian, no intelligent person believes what Moses is saying. So I hear what Moses said, but I don't believe what Moses said. And because I don't believe it, no blood. And thus... The death of the firstborn. And so here we are, um, I don't know, 8,000 years or so later, and the situation is pretty much the same. People like me um, stand in front of audiences and, and we, we try to convince people that because our sin is great, we need a savior. Because we're far bigger sinners than we, than we ever dreamed, you, you, you have to have a Savior. And some of us, some of us even shout about it. Some of us try to uh, arouse a slumbering soul and convince them that the innocent one has died in the place of the guilty. That there is one who lived the life that I was supposed to live, but I didn't live it, and so he lived it for me. But because I didn't live it, he goes on to then die the death that I, was, that I should have died to pay for my sin. But some of you here today are completely unmoved by that, by that story. You, you remain pretty much indifferent. And, um, and in that regard, you're very much like Pharaoh. There's blood available, but you're not using it because you don't believe it. And the reason you remain outside of Christ, ladies and gentlemen, is because you don't believe that your sin is great. You don't believe that. In fact, you believe that, that, you're, that you're a pretty good person. And whereas the Bible says there is none good, no, not one, you don't believe that. 
And, and furthermore, you do not believe that you need anyone or anything outside of yourself to save you. If there's going to be any saving at all, I'll do it by myself. And finally, you really don't believe you need to be saved anyway. Saved from what? Why, that's all just a, a religious... It's, it's all just a religious game. And my friend, the consequences of your unbelief will be far more shrill, far more severe, far more eternal than Pharaoh could have ever imagined on that first Passover night. At about 1 a.m., On this night in Exodus 12, about 1 a.m., there was a whole nation of people, and they just wished they had to put blood on their doorposts. But they didn't because of unbelief. And at 1 a.m., it was too late. Ladies and gentlemen, this sacrament is for people who have trusted in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. If that's you, this table is set for you. And you know what these emblems are all about because they have to do with the broken body and shed blood of the one that you call your Savior. And if he is your savior, your sin is forgiven. So come, let's celebrate that as we gather at this table. Our Father, I do pray that you will make this very clear, very simple, very very poignant. As, as we consider the great truths that are symbolized in this sacrament of, of elements that are, that are otherwise very common, they're found in every grocery store in America. But for us, they're, they're more than just common elements. We're using them today in a very uncommon way. We're using them to remind us that our sin is great, And that our Savior is greater. We're using them to remind us that our eternity is safe because our sin is forgiven because Jesus Christ has has died in the place of the guilty. We're the guilty ones, Father. And we've come to enjoy the great provisions made for us by the unblemished Lamb the Lamb of God that has taken away our sin. Meet us here for Jesus' sake. Amen.